Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. A very good afternoon. Welcome into Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. You can check out all of the action around Greyhound Racing and Greyhounds themselves, grnz.co.nz. I'm going to be calling the Auckland Greyhounds in just over an hour from now. Ten race card there this afternoon at Monaco. We've got the uh, terminating pick six as well. I might have a look at, hmm, I'm going to put myself to the test, maybe a couple of selections. Uh, later in the show, in and around that, I've been here for a couple of weeks and uh, just uh, having to re-familiarise myself and um, have Dan Roberts uh, along soon. Some infernal roadworks uh, nearby to Addington Raceway at the moment, and if you get trapped on the wrong side of them at the wrong time, then you can be there for some time, and that's what's happened to Dan this morning, but he'll be with us shortly. I did call uh, the Manawatu Greyhounds, Palmerston North Greyhound Racing Club at Manawatu Raceway on Friday, and it was... Um, Look, a good day of racing, obviously, with premier stakes and some good visitors, mainly from the Roberts Kennels uh, out of Canterbury, although they didn't have the uh, the greatest of times. And we'll talk to Dan uh, about the day because he did the shift, he did the long drive, he'd done it the week before for the uh, for the heats as well. Heat day went pretty well for the Roberts team, but final day, not quite so. But we'll talk to Dan about that uh, in a little while. Typhoon Tim broke the track record on Friday for the 375 metres. We're going to talk to one of his part owners, uh, Kevin Brady. Kevin, also a part owner of Allegro Mars, who took time on us over the 457 metres there on Friday too. And has shares in a few other greyhounds, including Pina Colada, who resumes up at Monaco today. And I see there's been a little bit of money on her at odds. One of the great stories from Friday afternoon's racing was the win of Highview Spud, trained by Sammy Phillips, the UDR strike rate trainer of the year. We've had uh, Sammy uh, on the show not too long ago, and um, she's 22 years old and doing an incredible job with a small team. She works from the uh, Fox and Kennel of uh, Gary and Sandra Fredrickson, who also had a very good day on Friday, including a winner with uh, Be Lucky Banjo. And it's Gary Fredrickson that joins me this afternoon for uh, our first guest. And Gary, uh, welcome to the show, and congratulations for Banjo winning on Friday. And uh, the other dogs that you've been associated with too, like I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you were proud as punch about Highview Spud. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks, Rosso. Um, yeah, of course we bred him, and um, and yeah, no, he um, he he couldn't have done the kennel more prouder. I mean, to be fair, um, Sammy and and us, we we we're a team effort. Like the kennel goes out there as one, pretty much, and we we um, enjoy Maple's win and Spud's win as much as she enjoys Be Lucky Banjo's win. You know, so. Um, and I think that's the way it's got to be. We've got to go into bat for each other. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yes, of course, she did win with Thrilling Maple in the last, and that was a, a big win too in a, in a very good time. Um, but let's talk about Highview Spud. Uh, as, a, as a dog, Gary, as you say, um, you bred him out of uh, making time, and uh, this lit has done you know, really well. But in terms of Spud, I think you, you sold him to, to Sammy at some stage there. And, and, and what sort of a dog was he um, coming through? And... 
when did you sort of think, hey, this dog could make a bit of a stayer? Because it's one thing to run 660, it's another thing to run 720, especially when most of your wins have been less than 400 metres. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he actually was on the gap list at one stage. He had um, stopper bone pain for months and we just couldn't get rid of it. And um, had x-rays, nothing showed up and, and he got right up to about fifth on the gap list. And then uh, I sort of thought, well, shit, we better just recheck him again and and it was markedly better so we we threw him up the run and and uh took him for a trial and and he showed us that really good run home and it's like shivers no there's not too much wrong with this dog now so we we whooped him off the gallows and carried on racing him um but but he's all always showed like a really even in his trials crazy good run homes um even and when he started we started trialing him over four five seven before he had his first four, five, seven start, he was average early, but man, the run homes were amazing. And so that always, even watching those trials unfolded, tended to sort of think, you know, potentially this guy could could grab some ground. And that he, he certainly has done. It's been tremendous the way that he has stepped up. And um, Gary, in terms of, of uh, Sammy, uh, you know, buying him and, and, and racing and training him, I mean, how does, how does that come about? Does Sammy come to you and say, Hey, wouldn't mind that dog. Do you go to Sammy and say, "Hey, do you want to buy no, this well, dog? How does it work?" It was pretty much to do with the strike rate. She she was desperate for another dog and to get her fifty starts, and there was just nothing for sale. And I said, "Well, I, I picked sort of two or three in the kennel, and I said, well, just just purchase one of those, and you know, at least." And at the time, you know, he was going okay but you know consistent and um so yeah she she said well spud would be definitely the one that would would um would be most consistent as far as strike rates go and um so so she was purchased he was purchased purely on that basis um and of course he's he's turned out um he's just gone from strength to strength you know but um yeah so so yeah it was it was pretty much motivated by the fact that she was going to struggle to get to 50 starts and um so that that sort of transpired, and um, and then she went on to win the strike rate, um, and, and of course Spud done his part in running, I think, a couple of wins in about five seconds in a row. So um, you could you couldn't have picked that in a month of Sundays, but but you know, he, and it sort of had to happen that way if she was going to win it. You'd, you'd play that over a hundred times, and that wouldn't transpire. But just this one season, it, it has for her, which is which is great. That's a terrific story, Gary. Um, in terms of the dog and that 720 metre feature race that he came out and won on Friday, and of course he had to come through the heats and that he ran second in the heat, but uh, when did that sort of get on the radar? When did you sort of look at that or, or Sammy say, hmm, do we, do we have a crack at the pretty, 720 metres? Yeah, pretty pretty much. It was, it was something we weren't jumping out of the ground to do, to be fair, um, but you couldn't not after his maiden one, you know, be lucky Banjo's not the worst dog going around and, and he just put links on her and um, ran through the line really nice and held it all the way round to the lure, um, came through the race brilliantly. Um, I, I've always had a catchphrase, you, you, you let the dogs tell you, you don't try and preempt anything. Uh, and he, he was just telling us he was handling things really well. So Hence why um, you know it wasn't a hard decision really to go back and, and have a go at the heats and um, and he hadn't even had a distance trial before his distance run so it was the first time he'd ever gone over ground and then of course the following week to go over 700 that's that's one hell of an ask but the dog told us that he was in the right 
frame of mind mentally and physically to, to give it a whirl. And he is a little bit one-paced, so I'm always a little bit more optimistic trying something over ground if, if they are a bit one-paced rather than something with huge burns. So, um, yeah, he it, 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 and he came through that heat. Fantastic. I couldn't believe how he came through that heat. Um, amazing. Um, him and Highview Ness both just cruise through their heat so um yeah we were sort of pretty pretty bullish that he was that they were going to know he was there in the final and indeed they did it was a fairly dramatic final quite a few things happened but spud was certainly in the right place at the right time and he did it nicely and how did he come through the final gary and and do you know what plans sammy's got for him um yeah well he's he's come through well um he's stripped out a little bit with those two runs so uh look this has all happened so quick. I don't think you can push much past this week, really, with what what Sammy's going to tackle next. But pretty much, he's just going to have this week off. Um, there is a 700 metre race at Waikato, but um, that, that's just probably a step too far at this stage. And to be fair, he was paddling a bit at the 700. I think he he might end up being a really really nice 660 dog or something around those that that distance. You know. Um, we're still still learning a bit really about him, you know, but um, he's certainly got um, a nice bit of clip off the boxes now. He's jumping as well as ever and, and, and he's got some really nice steady burn all the way around. And um, yeah, and he, and he sort of loves, I was hoping something would lead him in that final because he, he seemed to really love the fact that something is in front. He can flick on the inside of it and push up. It really gets him fired up, and um, yeah, and that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, I was pretty rapt to see Electric Shock bowling along out in front because um, I think that's when you see that dog at his best. And, Gary, before we leave Highview Spud and, and Sammy, what is it about Sammy Phillips, a 22-year-old trainer, uh, has won the, the UDR strike rate, and that will be um, she'll receive that award uh, this coming Saturday night the Christchurch Town Hall. What is it about Sammy you think that, that makes her uh, a good trainer of a, of, of a small team? Pro- probably, A, she listens. And and it's quite interesting going back to like Brendan Cole getting me into the game. He used to say, I was one of the only ones that actually listened to what he said, you know, like he'd say, go home and do this, this and this. And Sandra and I would, you know, and, and um and we never look back. And she's the same. If I ever give her any advice, she'll latch on. She'll, she, she's just a sponge for for knowledge and, and pushing forward. Um, she's got a massive work ethic uh, and a huge passion. And I think you combine those three things in any 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 form of you know career path or whatever, and, and you're going to be successful. We certainly were with dairy farming and, and now into the greyhounds, very similar things we were sponge for information huge work ethic and a and a big passion for the game and and she's got those three things in spades and uh quite often i'm we're having a teller to, to to you know to, to chill a bit and back off because she's just going so hard so um <laughs> yeah that, that that puts and and really this this game like most games you you do not get anything out of it unless you put a lot a lot of work into it and, and we do we're around the clock i've literally only just walked in now from running and walking dogs and stuff so um yeah no it's it's she she ticks all those boxes Oh, look, thanks for that insight, uh, Gary, and obviously it's paying dividends for, for Sammy and for you and Sandra too, of course. Now, you mentioned Be Lucky Banjo earlier, and she was a winner on Premier Day for you the other day over the 660 metres, and you must be delighted with the last couple of wins. She's run some pretty reasonable times. 
Yeah, she um, she looked super, and then she had a heat, and boy, did that stuff her up. She just didn't come back. She even around the kennel, she was a different type of dog. She was oh, just hormonally, it really, really played havoc with her. Um, and it's taken a long time. I, I always said to to Vaughan, the owner, um, that that I'm sure it's just a hormonal thing, and we're just going to have to play the waiting game with her. And sure enough. Um, you know she's she's really got on an even keel now, and and she's back to that real vibrant dog around the kennel block and stuff. And 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 I'm sure it was just all purely hormonal. And uh, and yeah, she's won four out of her last six starts, both middle distance and distance. And uh, I always knew she had that ability to do that. But but yeah, we just had to play the waiting game with her. Unfortunately, I've I've never really had a dog that is that is. Um, I've heard Brendan. Cole often has said one or two dogs that were were like group dogs and they've had a heat and, and they couldn't run a yard afterwards. Sometimes a heat really does play havoc with a with a, a racing bitch, you know. So um yeah, we've just played the waiting game with her and, and now she's come good. Yeah, which is which is excellent. Now Gary, she's uh, in again over six hundred and sixteen metres on Wednesday. It's a tougher gig this time with uh, Mr. Fahrenheit, Bronski Beat, and Big Time Harper. How do you expect her to go though uh, in that uh, Class One two distance company? Yeah, she's jumping well, which is good. But that six sixty to the first bend, you you really don't want to be out wide in a, in a decent field with a bit of speed on your inside. You you sort of don't really want to be camped too wide, and that may may happen. So it just depends how brave and how well she jumps. To if she's on the bunny, I'd say she's she's going to be a great hope. If she gets shuffled early, um, we we really don't know, you know. So um, yeah, a bit of a watch and see really on that one. Um, Gary, on Wednesday, you and Sandra also have in race eleven two dogs, uh, Defer Fire, uh, who won last week, which I'm no doubt you'd be wrapped about because he's a better dog than what three from forty seems to suggest. But he's a brother to. Uh, to Highview Spartan, to Highview Toby, who went very close to the track record two starts ago. So uh, you got Defer Fire out of your making time litter and Toby out of your box of Fluffy's litter. What are you expecting there? Yeah, well, Defer Fire, he's he's, <laughs> he's just a real head scratcher, that dog. Um, we put him out on the track in good heart and health and everything, but he just he just really mixes it up. Sometimes he looks like something really promising and most times he, he really doesn't. So... Um, I, I don't really know what we're going to get there. Sort of Highview Toby, they're a bit like Highview Moose and Highview Bruce. They're, I think they're clean air dogs. They they really need that galloping room early, and when they get it, they look really good. If they get squished early or or in restricted room, they're, they're quite extravagant galloping dogs. And, um, and a, a dog that springs to mind is Dynamite Danger that we used to race. He was the same. He looked really good in clean air, but as soon as he got a knock or in restricted room, just his extravagant way of going, he he was very easily knocked off balance or whatever. And and I think those three brothers, not so much radar, but but the other three are, are, are all tarred with the same brush. They can look super one week and then just not quite get the the luck off the boxes and and look a bit average the next. Look, Gary, um, I've kept you a bit longer than I anticipated, but you always give us such good stuff. And I don't want to leave this conversation without mentioning the two runners that you had in the 457 metre feature on Friday, because Core Liger is a Class 3 dog, ran 25.80, and Highview Radar is a Class 4, ran 25 and 82. Uh, how pleased were you with their respective runs, and what are their prospects? 
Yeah, well, that's that's probably the replay I've watched the most. Really, um, I was I was wrapped with those two dogs. To be fair, um, Radar was camped right in behind and footing it largely with Mustang Charlie and Federal Infrared early, and Collider finished the race off really well. So, um, really, really pleased. Um, yeah, Collider, he's he's now trying really hard, so he's bringing himself on now. He's making himself fitter and faster and tougher and so on. So. Um, We've got him in on wing, um, Thursday at Waikato, so that will be interesting to see uh, how he handles it up there. Um, very, very pleased with him. And, of course, Radar's just a surprise package through breaking in and that he never looked quite that good. And, um, yeah, no, I've, I've been thrilled with those two dogs um, through heats and finals there to to uh, come up with those performances, to be fair. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I think they've both got exciting um, prospects. And, of course, Collage's already been down to Addington to have a look. We'll certainly have a go at the New Zealand Cup with him. He's a great dog to to always make a bit of his own luck, really, in most races. So so he's a good heat-type dog where, where he, he will create a bit of luck, even even if he has a bit of adverse um you know, going in the race, he he tends to balance up quite quickly and put himself back in the in the race. Gary, obviously you've had some uh, good fortune with uh, greyhounds coming in from Australia, but you've also bred some really nice dogs, and we've talked about a few of them uh, today. The Making Time litter, the Box of Fluffies litter. What else have you got coming along? I'm expecting to see some missed potentials shortly. Yeah, yeah, we're breaking them in now. Fernando Bale missed potentials, and they look really nice. Obviously, we haven't got any clock or anything on them. Very nice, rangy, big, growing dogs for, for Fernando Bale. So um, they're looking super. We've just run all them this morning up the run. Um, so they're not far away from their initial trip to the track. And um, and then in behind them, we've got um, Haiti Bale, um, Dyna Double One Pups, and, and they look nice, strong dogs as well. And Miss Potential has just had a litter of spring guns. So, um, we are, there's, there's, um, there's plenty coming, and then we've, we're probably looking at Rock On Annie as, as the next one off the, off the rank to, um, to throw a litter, hopefully, over Mupunga Blazer. Um, that would be the plan at this stage. Oh, Gary, you're getting me excited, um, and I know that you will be, and Sandra, and congratulations to you for the way the team's going, and Sammy Phillips as well, and thanks for chatting about Sammy and Highview Spud today, and all of your other dogs. Hope you have a good week. Uh, obviously, your trip to Cambridge as well as uh, the midweek and, uh, and Friday races at Palmerston North, so another big week in uh, your calendar as per usual. Thanks again yep. for your time. That good as gold, Rosa. Cheers. Gary Fredrickson there out of uh, Foxton. Well, we extended that uh, interview somewhat, but very shortly I want to catch up with uh, Dan Roberts and chat about uh, his Friday, which um, was you know one of those difficult ones that um, that travelling trainers um, have to face from from time to time. But it's all part of the game. We'll talk about that very soon here on Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. And if you haven't been on the website uh, lovegreyhounds.org.nz, I strongly encourage you to see your greyhounds in um, some very real environments. And um, look, everyone loves a puppy, right? For sure, greyhound puppies, they've got to be the cutest of all, but also uh, some of the uh, adult greyhounds and the love that they have for their handlers and owners and, and trainers. It's all there on lovegreyhounds.org.nz. Some marvellous stories. Dan Roberts joins me on the show, Dog Speed. Uh, Dan, of course, you uh, were the uh, the travelling foreman, brought up a team uh, for your father, for yourself and for your brother, 
uh, Matt as well. It's been a busy time for you over the past couple of weeks. Fair to say on Friday, unfortunately, uh, Dan, things didn't go uh, quite as planned. No, that's right, Rosa. Certainly one of those trips I uh, want to forget about as quickly as possible, to be fair. But we have those from time to time, so. Yeah, look, we do. Um, you still ran second in that distance race with Willene Bale. Um, now, unfortunately, Willene Bale jumped well. Of course, she'd won a heat, and Raja Bale had won a heat. Um, but they were side by side going around the bend. We know Willene Bale likes to push out a little. I was just hoping that uh, Raja might be able to stand up for himself there, uh, Dan. But look, he got out off balance and, and, and he fell. How did Raja come through? Yeah, no, he's um, no major injuries, just a bit of general soreness throughout his body, which is to be expected after a tumble like that. But no, he's, he's come through it um, pretty much okay. So just, just have to baby him for the next couple of days and just go easy on him. But. Um, we have a couple of weeks off now, probably, and we're going to be back into it. Well, that's good news there. And, of course, Willene Bale um, you know, got off balance and, and drifted back through the field. She did very well to get as close to Highview Spud as she did in the end. Yeah, she's um, she's an interesting sort of sort of dog, but uh, she, she was really powerful after the line again. She sort of looked like she was doing her best work once the race was over. So she's showing good indications that she's probably going to um, run out the 779 at Auckland, maybe silver collar time or whatnot. I was just hoping after she did that damage to Raja that she would go on and win the race herself to make amends, but mm. we just have to settle <laughs> for second behind Spud, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed. Uh, look, the 457-metre race, um, third there with Quintessa Bale, and fair to say that was a very good run after after jumping well, but, but taking a nudge off Mustang Charlie that she just lost a spot at a, at a crucial time. Yeah, she's only she's only tiny. She's only about a twenty four kg bitch, or it was some, somewhere around that twenty four kg mark. So she's only tiny, and trying to muscle up to a dog like Mustang Charlie is probably not the ideal scenario for her. But I seen her jump to the lead, and I thought, oh well, we're half a chance here. But yeah, like you say, she just got out muscled. But I think you told me she went a twenty five seventy nine. She she did really well to pick up third, to be fair. And um, she's a very she's actually quite a promising bitch, and I think she's got a. Uh, somewhat of a bright future ahead of her. Yeah, indeed. And, of course, we're only a couple of months away from uh, the uh, the New Zealand Cup, and, and no doubt she uh, she could be prominent there with the right runs. Yeah, she'll definitely have a tilt at it. She's, um, she's pretty reliable off the lids, and uh, as we know, box speed is gold in, in this game. So she's uh, I'm sure she'll make her th- presence felt throughout that uh, Cup period. One dog that won't be there, unfortunately, for the Cup is Melville Bale. Uh, he was in that 457-metre race, uh, unfortunately, on Friday, but Dan did suffer some, some hock damage. So what's the update on Melville? He uh, he didn't come home with me. It's, uh, he's gone to the RTR program uh, based in the CD, which is with Anthony Stone. Um, it's just it's not ideal, obviously. It wasn't going to be fair, fair on him having to lug him all the way back to Christchurch and do that trip with uh, with his leg all casted up. So he's gone straight to the RTR program up there. Um, unfortunately, that'll be the end of his racing days. He's going to go off and uh, make someone a very happy happy pet, I'd imagine. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Group 1 St. Ledger winner in the RTR um, rehabilitation there uh, after racing. So uh, Melville, he will make uh, a wonderful pet, no doubt. Look, Dan, I know the week before for the heats that um, you weren't able to get back till Sunday. The races are on Friday. I, I think you've got a, a kind of trip home in terms of a, a boat this time around. But just 
for the casual listener out there, just put into perspective how tough it is um, to get the greyhounds to Manawatu, and sometimes, of course, you go further uh, to uh, to uh, to Cambridge and, and to Auckland. It's it's tough at the moment because between Inter Islander and Bluebridge, they've got about three boats going, I think, and uh, usually it's about six odd, I think. So it's it's tough to get a boat. Um, it's a pretty big trip. It it does take its toll, and it's hard on the dogs, you know, being cooped up in the car and trailer for so long and um, windy roads and whatnot. It's probably not ideal on their tummies, I'm sure, but it's it's hard work. And um, I mean, a lot of dogs handle it fine, but it, it can be tough. And obviously, going to away from your home tracks also tough as well and and trying to take on the locals but uh yeah not ideal you'd rather rather be doing it in your backyard but you, you gotta you gotta chase the money in the big races yeah indeed and and, and look to be fair i mean obviously that the, the previous friday was was successful and 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 the friday just gone although things didn't work out in actual fact you, you still ran placings in, in a couple of the features and and were very unlucky obviously to have a a dog who looked very good to win to to uh, to be knocked over by by a kennel mate, um, so they did actually you know perform to all extents and purposes. Yeah, I mean, we I, t- I talk about it as a disaster, but to be fair, it probably wasn't all that bad. I mean, we run third in a thirty k race and, and second in a fifteen k race, so between those two, they've probably well and truly paid for the trip. Um, it's just it's quite humbling. You're quickly reminded that there is in fact no certainties in racing. Uh, yeah, that is uh, an absolute fact. Roger Bart, of course, was a uh, dollar eighty-five, and he looked very good off the, the boxes, with the exception of the fact that Willene Bale, his kennel mate, was underneath him. And uh, yes, we've uh, heard what happened there. If you didn't witness it on the day, now the short course fifteen thousand dollars sprint on Friday was taken out by Typhoon Tim. He established a new track record of 21.02, and after the break, we're going to have a chat to one of his part owners, Kevin Brady. And if you want to check out uh, anything pertaining to the Greyhound racing this week, obviously we've got uh, Monaco Greyhounds, 10 races from 107 this afternoon, and all of the form and analysis is available there on grnz.co.nz. You can uh, print off the fields, you can watch, obviously, previous races, you can read through the stewards' reports, some good stories there as well, on the website, grnz.co.nz. Speaking of good stories, well, out of Friday, Typhoon Tim, new track record, 375 metres, 2102. Not long ago, he'd run 2106 to equal a long-standing record. Of course, for a wee while there, we didn't race over 375 metres at the Manawatu. Uh, it was 410 metres, but we're back to 375 metre racing, and Typhoon Tim's been setting the standard since we resumed, and finally gets that record outright in the 21.02, and one of his four owners is Kevin Brady, who joins us now. Kevin, a very good afternoon to you. Yeah, greetings, Mark. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, you were there on uh, Friday. Um, how exciting was it for, for you as an experienced race goer and greyhound and horse owner for that matter uh, to see your dog win that feature race and particularly in that special time? He's pretty quick, isn't he? Yeah, he came out well and uh, he's just been so consistent, the prisoner. I think that's five of his last six he's won, so he's just putting them on one after the other. Pretty impressive. Good to watch. Oh, very good to watch. And look, it was pretty cold there the other day as well. And early in the card, the times were look, they were good, not necessarily spectacular. Yeah. So he really, he really did pull it out, didn't he? Yeah, just uh, it was quite surprising. I was, as you say, the weather wasn't great, and just just one out of the box. So yeah, I think he's got a, a few wins left in him yet. 
Uh, well, you must be getting a bit interested in the Galaxy now. He ran third in it last year, and uh, look, honestly, if you'd asked me two or three months ago, Kevin, I would have said, well, you know, by the time this Galaxy comes around, he's probably going to be a bit old to, to be a, a leading chance in it. But now that we're two months out, he's racing as well as he is. What are your thoughts? Well, I think he's got a chance. And last year, um, I think he's stronger than he was last year. And last year he got third, but he drew box six, and the winners at second dog were one and two, and they got out like rockets. So it was pretty hard to, to nail them. And I think, as I say, I think he's he's running better than stronger than last year. And uh, well, he can only but try. So we just have to wait and see what happens. But certainly, and, and sprinters seem to hang on a bit longer than some of the other dogs anyway. So we'll just see. And um, look, I'm not sure um, how much you're able to catch up with with Brendan Cole there on on Friday. But what's his thoughts around the way the dog's going now? Because as I say, a couple of months ago, uh, we, I think I think we chatted in the commentary box, and he look he was going well, Tim. But but he seems to have really stepped up a gear again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they seem to go through patches like that, and Brendan's pretty confident that he's, he's got them pretty right. So uh, he certainly looking at the galaxy and. You've got quite a few pretty good dogs at the present moment, so I think it'll be a good team going down to cup meeting. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And look, Typhoon Tim is one of five uh, finalists nominated for the Sprinter of the Year, and it's a really competitive field, I've got to say, too, uh, Kevin, for the Sprinter of the Year. It'll be uh, announced at the awards next Saturday night there in Christchurch, at the Christchurch Town Hall. And Big Time Prada, who was second to him the other day, and she ran 21.14 herself, is also among the finalists. So what's your anticipation like for that, Kevin? Oh, we'll just wait and see. And I'm on the board, as you're well aware, but I have nothing to do with the um, the awards, just in case people think I've got an inside running. I have no idea who's going to win it. And, and also we've made sure that no GRNZ staff or board are involved in the selection. So... None of us have a clue what's going on, but I'll be down there and, and hoping. And uh, it was uh, a couple of for the middle distance dog of the year a couple of years ago with Dirty Lee and Nature's Gent. So it's it's a good occasion, and it's it's a pretty good field. There's the five that are in there, so uh, any of them would be worthy winners, I think. So uh, if, if I don't win, I won't be disappointed because I know that it'll be a good dog as one of. Yeah, well, Kevin, I am part of uh, an independent panel of um, industry look experts, in inverted commas, um, always reluctant to say that, but um, we're, we're spread around the country and we watch a lot of racing, so uh, we get our heads together. And, uh, and yep, that's, that's together why you that. guys and, are on there, because yep, everyone trusts you guys <laughs> to make the right call. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, uh, some days, I mean, I mean, some of the awards, Kevin, are very straightforward, and then some of the others are very yep. difficult, and that is certainly a, a very yep. competitive one, the Sprinter of the Year. Um, yep. You mentioned um, Nature's Gent in Diddley, and of course, um, Nature's yeah. Gent won a uh, New Zealand Cup, and we're a couple of months away from that. Now, you recently bought a dog called Allegro Mars, and he also yeah. won on Friday, and he ran faster than the 457-metre feature winner, which was uh, Mustang Charlie. There wasn't much in it, but nonetheless, it, he, did yeah. run, he did have the fastest yep. time of the day. So um, is he being pointed at the cup? Yep, definitely. That's, uh, I, I was looking for a, um, a middle-distance dog, and this is one that Brendan and Lisa bred, and they offered it to me, and I was very happy to, to go with it. And it's, I'm in it with my dentist, who's a good mate, Lalit Raj, probably two of us have got it, so... We'll just wait and see what happens. But uh, again, um, he ran a good race. The week before wasn't. I think he went up with the lids the week before. It looked, looked like a shocker at last, but 
I'm looking at the replay. I think he might have anticipated the start a bit too good and hit the, <laughs> the litter that went up and knocked the stuffing out of him. But the week before that, he'd won. So he's been a bit hit and miss, but the last two of the last three starts have been pretty good. And he's certainly quick enough. So uh, I know uh, even Brendan's got another couple of dogs here, Mustang Charlie and Federal Infrared. So there's some pretty good dogs, even in that kennel, ignoring the, the top ones from Christchurch. So, but um, he'd have to have a chance if he runs at his best. Now, you mentioned your dentist. Now, I think this is a very smart move, Kevin, getting your dentist in because hopefully you get a, di- get a discount on, on some very uh, expensive uh, dentistry. Um, but Lala Rajpal, you've got him in on the dogs. And, and is Typhoon Tim, was that his first ever dog? Yes, it was. Pretty lucky, isn't it? <laughs> you've spoiled it. We could all do that there first. Oh, he thinks it's easy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and now he's got Allegro no, Mars as well, who's, who's, who's a bit of a yeah. talent, so he will think it's easy. Oh, you know, we've just gone to another one as well. Uh, they bought from Aussie Rapido's card. It's going to be a sprinter, so he's dead keen to be on that as well. So I think he's hooked, which is good. Uh, Actually, I've just got to get I'm into seeing... the races now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can. Or is it like pulling teeth, if you pardon the pun? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he'll be there. <laughs> oh, I've seen um, uh, Rapido Scud on, on, on videos, so uh, I think you'll have some fun with him as well. So, in Typhoon, oh. Tim, you obviously, your dentist, Lalit Rajpal, Brad Canty from Australia, yeah. and uh, Taranaki Dairy yeah. Farmer Craig Rapley as well. So, congratulations yeah. to you all. Um, but yeah. uh, pretty exciting times, obviously. But uh, I think yeah. Dan uh, wants to ask you about another dog today. So, uh, Dan, what have you got your eye on? Yeah. Interesting runner up at Auckland today, Kevin, uh, that I believe you share ownership in is Pina Colada coming back from a big lengthy spell and uh, last won a race back in February and that was the heat of the railway where he was, of course, luckless in the final. A uh, bit of money, he's 13s into 9s. Can you give us any insight into how he's come back from his break? No, um, well, clearly Joe wouldn't line him up. He's in... You know, taking his time with him, heaps of time with him, and he will be lining up unless he was sound, so that's always a start. You would assume that he needs a couple of runs, but um, obviously someone thinks he's going to win, so uh, and I'll, I'll be surprised if he doesn't run a good race, cause, or she, sorry, she's she's pretty nippy, and of course she was the one that cost, I think, Tim the, the, the chance to run the Ravo last year. They had two dogs in, that, in the race, they drew boxes seven and eight, and Peter Collada lent all over Tim all the way down the back straight, and... He finished third and she won it, and she hasn't won a race since, which is a bit sad. I don't know, I think yeah. she'll, she'll come right again. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wait and see. I'm not tipping her, but uh, I'm hoping that I'm sure she'll be sound and I'm sure she'll run a good race. Well, she's uh, race seven, number four, Pina Colada, and that goes at 3.07 today. And funnily enough, it's a class four sprint, but the railway winner is in that race, and that is Golden Fern, drawn up in box number two yeah. for, uh, for Thane Green. Sorry. Kevin, you mentioned that you're on the board, Greyhound Racing New Zealand board, but I understand yeah. you're um, coming up and you'll be retiring from that at the end of your uh, rotation, which is coming up in a couple of months. Yeah, I think I've... I've, I've, it's time for some new blood coming in. I was on the Judicial Control Authority. I was a Greyhound rep on that for the oh, best part of 10 years. And then I went off that because I went on the chair of the uh, Racing Integrity Board unit for uh, the Greyhound rep on that and also joined the Greyhound Board. So uh, about 12 years, I think it's time for some new blood. I'm getting a bit long on the tooth as well. So uh, I'll be standing down. I'll still be obviously showing a keen interest, but I think for a board level, it's time for some new blood. 
Well, Kevin, we uh, really appreciate that it's all that you have done for the code and, and all of your input, and we look forward to seeing you around the traps. Um, I'll catch up with you at, uh, at, the, at the Manawatu, which is which is good because usually there's not too many people to see there uh, on, a, on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. So, um, And uh, obviously we'll catch up with you Cup Week as well and, and all the best with dogs like Allegro Mars and Typhoon Tim, and thanks for your time. Okay, appreciate it. All the best. Cheers, bye. That is uh, Kevin Brady. He's uh, part owner of some very nice dogs and also a, uh, well, he's upcoming, retiring from the uh, Greyhound Racing New Zealand board. 16 minutes away from one. Shortly here on Dog Speed with GRNZ, uh, Dan and I will try and chew over a few, maybe some winners today at Manuka. I'll do my best. I'm calling it the first at 107. And uh, Dan can have a look ahead too. I see there's five from the Craig Roberts team in on Tuesday. And we're going to talk about a very, very fast dog. That's uh, in again tomorrow at Addington. More on that shortly on Dog Speed. And we are in the home straight here on Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts. Well, Dan, brand new week. There's uh, new fields, new races to win. I uh, thought I'd try and tip a dog out in race number one, first race of the week, eh? Uh, at Addington tomorrow. But I'm not really tipping it out. I just want people to know about a dog called Postman Pat. Now, we saw this dog turn out for uh, Jack Hart and Jose Arthur on Friday, there was a $7,000 bet at $1.20, which I thought was just sheer madness, Dan, to be perfectly fair. Uh, a dog on debut from Box 4 who'd missed the kick in his qualifying trial, but Postman Pat came out and ran 17.07, a new maiden record. What did you make of that? <laughs> 7000 is a lot uh, a lot to risk for not a hell of a lot of reward at $1.25, but um, to be fair, I haven't actually caught up with the replay yet. I've seen the results, and uh, he, I mean, 595s Early's first section was pretty handy for him, Maiden, but he's done the damage with an 11-12 run home, and that's uh, that's that's freakish and top grade, let alone for your uh, your first start in a Maiden. Mm, yes, you see, he could be vulnerable early. He's in race one tomorrow at 12:01, but he's worth following. Clearly, this dog he is number six, and it's heats for a Maiden sprint, so he's running out. You know, it's, it's bonus time because he's won a Maiden, already nominated for this, and you'd expect he will make the final, and then runs in the final as well. So. Yeah, and with that run home, Dan, I think maybe we can expect to see him step up a bit more too. Look, he's by hooked on Scotch, who was a very exciting race dog, and now apparently a, a very exciting sire as well. You haven't gotten you around the kennel, have you? No, I don't think we do actually uh, have any hooked on Scotches uh, around the place, but he seems to be uh, doing a pretty good job at stud, and I've actually just got a bitch coming season now that uh, maybe I'll have to think about using him. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, will you catch up on that replay uh, on GRNZ? Um, Postman Pat Dog to uh, to put in the racetrack just for fun. I mean, you know, obviously he's going to go around at microscopic odds tomorrow, so I'm not really tipping him out as a, as, as a bet or anything silly like that, but um, certainly one of the most promising dogs around. It would seem to run 17.07 on debut in that incredible run home that Dan mentioned. Uh, Dan, I see um, your father's got uh, four in. There's one on the ballot, but uh, four in on Tuesday. Any we could... Uh, back there because they'll be paying more than a dollar twenty. <laughs> it wasn't your seven K, was it, Rosso, that you put on post the other day? <laughs> Mate, I, I I couldn't get seven K out of the bank, so <laughs> uh no, it's uh it's interesting Mondays and Tuesdays obviously uh P B D races, so you'd like to imagine that your dogs are drawn well and uh there's gonna be no sort of inside outside pressure. So Chanel comes up with uh box five which, I mean, probably doesn't look ideal, but obviously, like I just said, PBD races, so it probably probably is better than it looks. She's last start winner. She's actually not the worst, to be fair. Um, 
She's just a bit dumb, really. But bit green, bit young, bit silly. So uh, she's definitely a chance if she can get off the lids cleanly and get an uninterfered run. She should probably be be thereabouts at the business end. The next one after that is uh, LaBelle. Now, Dad, Dad tips me this dog every week. Every week he tips me this dog, and he and he loves box eight. <laughs> well suited out there, and it's another PBD race. But he bombs the start by about three lengths every week, and then uh, gets 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 going and finishes strongly for second. But yeah, like I say, I mean Dad will probably be tipping to me again, <laughs> and uh, I won't back it again. And uh, <laughs> he'll probably go out and run another nice second. Uh, outside of those two, we've got JC Bell. She's a she's a handy enough wee bitch. Um, Drawn in seven, which isn't ideal probably, but if she can get off the lid, she can definitely put herself in the race. And then Sapporo Bale, but he's the last of our chances in. He's uh, he's an okay dog. He's a big, big fella. He can muscle his way into it, but uh, he needs to get it. Needs to needs to jump well as well to be any chance. Okay, and I see the uh, the club paying tribute to the late uh, great Ray Adcock too, uh, throughout the day with um, a lot of races named one after Ray himself, of course, but. Uh, also, races named after some of the uh, the great greyhounds that he have uh, did have an association with and did train to uh, some of the best races around the country. Dan, uh, I better put my neck on the line. Not too long from now, I'm going to be calling the first out of Monaco, first of ten today. Not the uh, not the easiest of fields, I think it's fair to say. Um, best bet on made race three, number seven, Ammonite came up three sixty this morning. Look, I'm with the market in that I, I think there are four genuine chances there. My mate Spate was a 3.3 favourite, drawn out in eight, which suits. Uh, Zipping Spook, 4.5. Barney Parrot, 4.2. You might want to cover them all for a percentage in the um, in the quaddy, but I decided to go with Ammonite uh, as a uh, as a best a winner. Two starts back from a wide draw, and the third at Cambridge was actually pretty good um, with, a, with a view to being over 318 today. And... That saved me tipping out a dollar sixty uh, on Opawa Albert, who should probably win uh, that C four five again, running against the same dogs he beat last week, and uh, he's a, a potential anchor for the pick six. Auckland has the terminating pick six today. That's race eight number one. Um, Dan, are you a are you a Ford man or a Holden man? Uh Ford, to be honest, mate. Yep, Ford man. Ah, uh, goodo. Yeah, I feel good about this then. Uh, race four number seven, Ford man. Start one hundred and eighty three. I know I shouldn't be tipping him out. Hasn't placed in a wee while. But he, look, he was dead stiff last time. He's rising five. And um, I think this is actually a nice race for him. So uh, I've got to go each way on him uh, for a little bit of value. And for a bit of a long shot, I didn't mind actually up against Pina Colada in race number seven. Um, I think she could make the race for the dog outside him. Uh, her. And that's a big time Felix priced up this morning at 10 and 270. Rob Roper's team going quite nicely. So... Uh, just a few to follow there out of uh, Monaco today, and I'll jump down the hall and um, and commentate those very shortly. Dan, and uh, I see uh, later in the week as we get into the final minute of the show, some hopefully good uh, classic heats coming out of Christchurch on Thursday. Yeah, so we've rolled over into the new restricted age season, which is always exciting, and uh, yeah, seven and a half k final um, Thursday week. Uh, I'm sure we'll see some nice handy dogs step out uh, for this for this race, which will be exciting. Indeed it will, and uh, good luck during the week, uh, Dan. Hoping for a bit more luck than you had, obviously, on Friday. Uh, nice to be joining you again on Dog Speed. This has been uh, Dan Roberts and Mark Rosanowski. First time we've teamed up together for about uh, three weeks or so, but all going well. We'll be back uh, next Sunday, and we will be looking through the world of New Zealand Greyhound Racing with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Check out all the form, the action on grnz.co.nz. Until we meet again, Dog Speed to you.
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.